0: This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Finding Your Bliss with host Judy Lebrack, heard every Saturday at 1 p.m. on Zoomer Radio.
1: Hi everyone and welcome to Find Your Bliss, the show that helps you find and follow your bliss. I'm Judy Lebrack and Here at Finding Your Bliss, we're really all about feeling good, not only on the outside, but on the inside too. On the program today, we have Columbia University executive coach, Kate Ekman. The former model and pro athlete is here to talk all about her fabulous new book, The Full Spirit Workout. Also on the program back again, we have Canadian country rock artist, Susie Corey, with a fabulous new song, brand new single called Got a Feeling." But first, let me tell you more about my first guest. Kate Ekman is the author of The Full Spirit Workout and a Columbia University Certified Executive Leadership Coach. She leverages her experience as a well-known communications performance and mindfulness expert accomplished entrepreneur, and elite athlete to equip leaders with the tools, methodology, and energetic boost they need to excel. Kate's work is rooted in neuroscience, positive psychology, love that, and whole person coaching techniques. Passionate about mindfulness practices for both brain and body health, Kate is a meditation teacher and a course creator for Insight Timer. Oh, I'm on that. The world's number one ranked free meditation app. Visit her online at www.kateekman.tv. Hi, Kate Ekman, and welcome to Finding Your Bliss.
2: Hi, thank you so much for having me, Judy. I'm so delighted to
1: be here with you and your beautiful audience. Thank you so much. We're so happy to have you on the show. We need you. And I want to congratulate you on your beautiful new book, The Full Spirit Workout. And you know, I thought the minute I saw this that we focus so much on the outer body workout, but we really forget about the inner workout that's even more necessary. Can you tell us what inspired you to create and write The Full Spirit Workout?
2: Absolutely. So as you said, there's so much societal emphasis on the physical and what we look like. And everyone knows for optimal health, we need to exercise our bodies however you see fit to be fit, quite frankly. And, and we're combating against gravity. If you don't work keep working, keeping your muscles up, they're going down. We all know that. But less emphasis is placed on our attitudinal muscles, our mental, emotional, spiritual muscles. And we have to combat against emotional gravity like stress, Fear anxiety, comparison, judgment, anything that weighs us down. And I was someone who had a 17 year competitive swimming career and knew how hard I had to train my physical muscles to compete at a high level. And as I went about my life, you know, I had a very forward facing career, experienced more than your fair share of, of rejection and, and one thing or another and, and the rat race in New York City being a model and journalist and TV presenter. And I was struggling. And like most people, or I I almost want to say like everyone, everyone struggles in some way, especially with with confidence. And so I knew there had to be, you know, the keys to a better way of living. And after losing two loved ones to suicide, my Mm. life depended on answering this this wake up call that really brought me to my knees and, and dealing with the grief of not just losing these two beautiful souls in such a tragic, shocking way. But it really made me examine the way I was choosing to live my life, who was placing my worth in the externals, what I looked like, how much money I was making, the car, the house, all those things that society says we have to have to be worthy of anything. And I knew it wasn't a sustainable lifestyle. And and so I, I really did Devote my life to to coming up with this kind of workout not just for myself, but for everyone because this era of pretending we have it all together and the shame and the blame and the guilt is really coming to an end and I think we've all learned this past year, especially that we have to prioritize our well being.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You talk in the book and I and I love that section because it really painted a picture with words. Of I think a turning point for you was racing to the pharmacy to get this medication and it was almost like a panic attack. And that was the moment where things started to turn around for you. Can you tell us about what happened that day?
2: Yeah, I was, you know, at near Times Square in midtown Manhattan, which is panic inducing, even under the the best of circumstances. And it was rush hour and it had been just six weeks since... I lost Sam to suicide nearly a year to the day after I lost my Mm -hmm. ex-boyfriend to suicide. And I I just, I didn't give myself the proper time to grieve or to take care of myself because I was in the rat race and I got to go to work and I got to make the money and I got to do this and do that. And, And I couldn't keep up, quite frankly, and... Luckily, I I had the wherewithal to reach out to my brother John, who's a physician, and explain to him what was going on. I didn't really know what was going on. I just knew I couldn't breathe and I was I was freaking out and I was in a lot of pain. And there was that moment at at the pharmacy, you know, I'm across from Penn Station and a Dwayne Reed where I I contemplated taking this bottle of pills, not because I wanted to hurt myself or end my life, I just wanted the pain to go away, whatever that took. And what's what scares me about that is, all it takes is a moment of us forgetting who we are to end a life or to cause harm to ourselves or another. And, and that's why we really need to have these tools so that we don't even allow ourselves to get to that place. And, and that's why this work is so important to me and why I went back to school and and studied neuroscience and positive psychology and the whole person coaching techniques at Columbia and really, really committed my life to doing this work because I always know if if I'm struggling with something that's so many others are struggling and and we see that right on instagram we make a post and you get so many comments that say oh my gosh i can relate to this or that's exactly what i needed to hear and so it, it does remind me how just part of the human condition is to experience some hard times and none of us are immune to any of it and i think the sooner we can just be honest about this and really start taking care of ourselves and each other the better
1: absolutely. and and I love that, and I'm so sorry that you went through all of this and 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 these losses in your life sound terrible, but this this uh, awakening that you had, it's just so timely, I think, for our listeners, for everyone, because we've all been through this pandemic in the last year and a half. We've all lost loved ones and we've seen people suffer. And our lives have just like literally been so intensely disrupted. And here we are. and if ever there was a time to have, um, spiritual fitness as you call it and you even say you know on magazine covers and in the news there's such an emphasis on that outer fitness but even greater is the concept of spiritual fitness which you really explore beautifully in this book what is spiritual fitness and how can it transform our lives and why is it more important now than ever before
2: Yeah, I look at spiritual fitness as the courage to be who we really are, not just that polished, put together person that we present to the world in the nice package, but that messy, flawed, you know, struggling person behind the scenes, just trying to keep it all together. He or she is is so beautiful and relatable and authentic, and I, I, we just need to own our our realness and our vulnerability a bit more. So it's it's the courage to be who we really are and flex those muscles and really own and embrace that, and it transforms our lives because we we get to be who we really are. It's yeah. exhausting to pretend, and it's exhausting to try to fit into some box that we, we've we outgrown years ago. Or I think especially as women, everyone wants to put us in a box and we're multidimensional beings and we're multifaceted beings. And I think it's okay to change our mind and switch careers or outgrow relationships and let some people fall away. and And so spiritual fitness is really... It's I call it my, you know, my my six pack on the inside. I have like six pack spirit <laughs> and and the great thing about that is that you feel really fit and strong and you have the confidence to weather any storm. No one can ever take it from you. It isn't dictated by some external source, but just like a physical six pack, which I've never had anything close to that, but as you know that's something that you have to maintain. So these are practices and exercises that you'll want to return to again and again to maintain this fitness because you'll see the results and improved relationships, um, abundance, this newfound confidence, greater performance and creativity and productivity. So that's why I made the exercises fun. Fun is in the subtitle. <laughs> they <let's> are. <laughs> face it, none of us wants to go to the inner or outer gym and do something that we don't enjoy doing.
1: That's right. We know how we build a strong body. You need a strong physical core. How do we start to begin strengthening those the, the spiritual core so that we can be more confident, more resilient and happier than ever before? Where is a starting point?
2: I think a great start. Starting point that is very simple. I'm not saying it's easy, but it's simple. Is what I call my sit and stare time. This is for me a non negotiable, just like eating and sleeping daily. And you do just what it says you sit, stare out the window, stare straight ahead, check in with yourself like you would a small child, and ask, How are you doing? What do you need right now? How are things going? What can I do for you? And if you're feeling extra bold and and courageous, you can say, "Great job! I'm so proud of you. You handled that upsetting email with such grace and and dignity. Bravo or brava!" And this hmm. is this is challenging for some people because it it's, can be uncomfortable to sit quietly in a room alone and actually focus on yourself and not turn on the TV or radio or look at your phone, but this is where you start to become more practiced at listening to that divine wisdom. I'm not talking about your head, your ego that says you're not good enough, you're not as cute as Sally, you're not as accomplished as Johnny on Instagram. You you think, get it together. This is that divine wisdom that reminds you of your power and that you can do whatever you decide is important enough and it gives you that and inspirational guidance and support where you're like, hmm, I'm gonna send Judy an email and ask her about collaborating on this project, or hmm, I'm gonna, you start to hear that voice, which is always working for your, your benefit rather than against you.
1: Kate, is this a formal meditation? Because I know you're a meditator and I'm a meditator as well. Is Do you see this time, this sit and stare as actual meditation time or is it something even different than that? Is it actually sitting still and not even meditating, just being still?
2: Great question. I see this as separate from meditation and obviously I highly recommend meditation. I do transcendental meditation and guided meditations. There's meditations in every step of this book. They're also on my website. I recorded them from you. They're free to listen to. But this is something different. This is a a separate exercise or practice, if you will. And I find it so soothing and therapeutic and just taking that pause in my day, um, especially in between meetings. I have so many clients who just go from the one thing, to the next thing, to the next thing. I think of friends who are stay at home moms and it's the next thing and the next thing. And they think a break is doing the laundry or calling a friend. And no, this is this is pure, quiet, uninterrupted, non-distracted time to really check in with yourself because that's when you get all of the best, I call them those divine downloads. That's where you really are tuning into Mm. wisdom. And this is, this is wisdom greater. This is the wisdom you can think of as God. You can think of as spirit or universe or nature. This is the wisdom that turns acorns into oak trees. Think of Uh the flowers. The flowers don't have a Harvard PhD, but they know how to grow. And it's, it's that wisdom that I'm talking about.
1: I love that. I know I'm guilty of this, Kate, but I spend a lot of time on social media and you say that we waste countless hours and brain cells scrolling through social media, which sometimes is keeping us from our true potential and the life we crave. And you also say we're sabotaging our chances at true fulfillment by not stepping outside of our comfort zone. So how is sticking to what is familiar and safe keeping us stuck?
2: because we're not allowing ourselves to grow into the men and women who can actually achieve our cherished goals. It's we stay in our comfort zone because it's it's comfy, right? It, but this is where life gets really juicy. When we we dare to start our own business or leave the relationship or whatever it is. Everyone knows what's comfortable and what's, and what's stretching their comfort zone. And so I also find when we're willing to step out of this box, the universe steps in to co-create with us and, and to help us. I, I talk about a story in the book where, you know, I was scared and stepping out of my comfort zone was moving from Los Angeles to Chicago and, you know, but I put my, I had to put my home on the real estate market. It sold at the highest week in the history of the United States real estate market. I, my, my home tripled in value in three years. And I I look at that as a sign that the universe said, look, I know this is uncomfortable for you. This is a major stretch. We're going to step in and assist you. And and that's kind of a a big example, but I have little examples throughout my life too. I'm sure anyone who's listening, if they really think about it can think of that time they they dared to take a risk and a blessing or something really substantial that came from that. But, you know, you also spoke about social media because a big thing I hear from people when I, I talk about the sit and stare time or meditation or doing spiritual fitness workouts is what do you hear? Well, I don't have time or that's cute. Must be nice for you. Hmm. And to that I say, I don't have time to be angry. I don't have time to be miserable or overwhelmed or sleep deprived or raise my voice with people I love because I'm exhausted. And so I think this is really a moment to take stock of who we are, how we're choosing to live our lives, and, and really ask ourselves what do you really want not what you want because what you want is dictated by societal standards you probably don't even believe in what mom and dad think or say what your friends or neighbors are doing this is what you really want i have really in italics as the writer and that takes that takes this quiet time to reflect and the problem with social media it's like eating sugar it's like having you know i ate those airheads (laughs) that just like pure sugar back in the day it's so gross to think about all the food coloring and dyes sorry airheads or airhead lovers but um, there's no nutritional value and so i think when we're and look we're all on social media i have to be on social media for my work i look at it as a place to connect and and offer inspiration rather than you know ooh, what can i get from this or Ooh, look at me. Mm But I will say, you've got to do a lot of spiritual practices to be immune to the comparison trap and the judgment. Mm -hmm.
3: Because Mm -hmm. I don't
2: know about you, but I'll be having a a perfectly awesome day and I'll get on there for even five minutes and it's suddenly like, I'm not good enough and here's 10 reasons why. And it's just... it's. Uh, Oh, yes.
1: (laughs) Hello, sister. I totally relate to that. And you have to just turn that off. You actually have to put yourself in a bit of a mindful state and just say... I am exactly where I need to be right now, and they're exactly where they need to be. And you can't the the, the compare contrast thing does not work, right? It's horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get, I get it though. I've I've been in that trap myself. Kate, you were a successful model, beautiful on the outside, and yet like the rest of us, insecure on the inside. What inner beauty characteristics can we cultivate to help lift us up and shine as brightly as we're capable of?
2: I, I think we just need to start defining our our beauty. And first of all, societal beauty standards are are always changing and and few, if anybody gets a pass, you know, even the people who are naturally thin, they think, well, I'm not curvy enough. And, you know, with the ageism and this is affecting men and women, all shapes and sizes, um, colors, ethnicities, everything. So this really is about like you said, cultivating those inner characteristics like kindness, compassion, intelligence. Think of what your best friend would say about you. They might appreciate your beauty or what you look like, but I bet it has nothing to do with why why they're friends with you. And so I think that sooner that we can really start um, embracing what God has given us. You know, I'm never going to be. Super skinny. It's not my body type. I'm built like my dad, who is, you know, big, tall basketball playing German, you know, so it's just (laughs) I think um, everyone has something beautiful to offer. But I think the more that we can lift ourselves out of this, I guess, pit of despair of not feeling that we add up because of whatever arbitrary reason, and really starting to focus on our purpose, that's our, our why, and what we can give and what we can add and contribute to the world um, by, by identifying and leveraging our strengths and our gifts. But first, we have to get clear on what those are and, and spend our time doing that. Because quite frankly, you know, when I'm writing this book or doing any passion project way bigger than me, I'm not thinking about what I look like. Mm. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely.
1: absolutely. You, you right? talk in the book about uh, how important it is to unlearn all of the negative thinking and mistaken beliefs that have really taken root in our subconscious. How do we unlearn this negative thinking? I think that's almost the first step. You've got to, you got to get rid of that negative thinking and replace it with a whole different track. How do you do that?
2: Yeah. I think you first have to acknowledge that you have a limiting belief or a limiting thought pattern and be willing to change it and and release or delete that and come up with a whole new thought pattern for yourself so with myself you know I, I write about in the book about being a, a four-year-old at the swim club and overhearing the swim instructor communicate to my mother that he didn't think I was a very good swimmer and, and how that that translated into a mentality as a sweet little four-year-old that said, Oh, oh my gosh, I have to perform at a really high level so that my mom and dad love me and are proud of me and I can feel safe in the world and impress strangers so they won't badmouth me to my own mother. Oh my gosh. And while that you know gave me the, the drive and work ethic and ambition to compete at a high level and, and break every swim record at that club, um, I also had to be thinking to myself, who cares what some stranger at the swim club says and and really be conscious to not let some lie or some opinion from another person become a core belief of ourselves. And then we subconsciously, collect evidence for, for why that is true. So we need to come up with our, our own thought system based on the truth that's gonna benefit us, um, collect compliments and, and, and mm. evidence for why the compliments that we receive are true. I meet a lot of people, I, I see it because I was one of these people who have a really hard time receiving, whether it's, it's some, a, a note of appreciation or a compliment. And so really examining that and, and why is that true? Or a client I worked with yesterday, they think everyone's out to take advantage of him and he doesn't trust people. That Those beliefs come from childhood. It's something that's said to us by a parent or caregiver, something we experience. And the fact that these people are now, you know, 40, 50, 60 years old and that's they're making decisions from that, that's not serving them or the people around them or their organization At all. So, getting clear, like, oh gosh, I don't trust people, or I think people are trying to take advantage of me because when I was five years old, this happened. So, once we identify it, we can release it and then come up with a whole new pattern for ourselves.
1: I love that. I love that collecting compliments. What a beautiful phrase that is. Uh, You know, because you can really imagine that, like collecting them like stamps. That's so lovely. We're going to go on a short commercial break more with Finding Your Bliss and Kate Ekman talking about how we can learn to be non reactive when we come back. Back in a moment.
0: Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by CREATE, Canada's leading fertility centre for over 25 years. CREATE is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. CREATE is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, CREATE is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. CREATE has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? CREATE Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about Create Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together.
1: We are back, and this is Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio, AM 740, FM 96.7, and we're joined by author Kate Ekman. Kate, you talk about non-reactivity. And I think this is a huge thing for people. I find it fascinating. Can you tell us more about how we can learn when somebody says something or does something to just not react, to just be in that pure awareness state? Hard to do, but how do we learn? How do we build? Like you talk about building our spirits, immunity um, and all these wonderful ideas. How do we develop that ability to not react?
2: Yeah, this is really spiritual fitness at its finest. This isn't about the hustle or grind or trying to force or control or make something happen. This is about the stillness and that calm confidence that can only come from within. And the practice of pausing before you respond to that upsetting email or text before you tell the jerk that they're really being a jerk and it it damages the relationship forever. It is that, that, that space and time that you get, Ooh, you get really strong at this when you do do the sit and stare time, when you do meditation, when you do have that relationship with yourself that it's like, I don't need this person to do or be or behave in any certain way for me to be okay. I'm okay because of the work that I've done. And I'm okay because I am because I'm a child of God or whatever you believe in. And so this is a practice. Um, Sometimes I think I've kind of got it down and I'm really cruising along Mm -hmm. and then, Mm -hmm. there's always that one person or that (laughs) that one topic that really triggers us. And what I want to say about when we're triggered is that we're triggered because our values are being threatened. So often, you know, I would beat myself up or or judge myself like, why are you so upset? Or why do you so why do you care so much but it's because for instance freedom is my number one value so when someone is trying to control or manipulate me i don't feel free that that's a violation of my my greatest value of freedom so i get triggered and reactive so once we know know what our values are and say oh this is my value being triggered okay i see what's going on here i don't even need to tell this person anything or react because i know what this is they can have their opinion i can you know have my truth, and you don't even have to engage. You know, so many people try to enroll us in their "ain't it awful" or "you should feel bad" or "you should feel shame for that." We don't have to sign up for the things that people try to enroll us in. Mm-hmm. We can pause and and, and choose non reactivity and stillness. And you don't have, as I like to say, you don't have to explain, defend, justify, engage, or even respond.
1: It's mm, lovely. We've just been through this pandemic and I think it's, it's definitely had an effect on romantic relationships. How do we know if we're spiritually ready to be in a relationship and if we're already in one, how can we make it better by doing our own inner workout?
2: I think, you know, you're ready to be in a relationship when you are so cool and genuinely comfortable and happy being single. <laughs>
1: You're right. You're so right about that, Kate. You're so right about that. When you're totally can stand on your own happily, that's the time. And when you say, I don't need anyone, that's the time that you meet that person. Or that's the time that the person that you're with really uh, appreciates you even more when you just know, Hey, I'm totally fine on my own. You're so right about that.
2: Right. Because you're not, you're not, it's, you're not coming from a place of desperation or again, I need you to, say the right things, be a certain way for me to be okay. Um, It's letting people be who they are, because look, we want people to allow us to be who we are. And some days we're very lovely and there's moments we're not as lovely. We're tired, we're hormonal, we've lost our job or a loved one, we're feeling insecure for whatever reason. So I think the more that we can focus on what we can give rather than what we can get, our society is telling everyone to always make this list of what you want. Make your list, but make sure that you are everything on that list. And as I like to say, Mm -hmm. if your dream partner showed up tomorrow, would he or she want you? Or if you're already married or in a committed relationship, are you, are you that person that your partner fell in love with? Or hopefully, you're even a, a better, more e- evolved version of yourself. But I think there is this trap of somebody's going to complete me. I need to be with someone to be okay in societal standards and. I think that's why the divorce rate is as high as it is or people are so happy because people would rather be partnered up with someone they don't even like than to spend the time being the person who could actually be in the healthy relationship.
1: Mm hmm. So true. Confidence is such a big part of all of this. And I loved your five P's of confidence, the five P's that when you're, uh, I think they relate to confidence. And I remember some of the things on the list were patience and purpose. And can you just talk about the five P's?
2: Absolutely. The five P's are one of my favorite things to talk about, because I think there's this notion that we need more stuff, more money, more education, more beauty to be more confident. And the the good news is that that's not true. The good news is that this all comes from within, and that you can you can build it, you can um, you know leverage it for your benefit at any time. And and so when I did the research, I I you know went through comb through so many you know libraries at Columbia, and and but also interviewed so many business leaders and. The first one is presence. And and that is being fully present with whomever you're with, even if it's yourself on the task at hand. This is putting away all the devices and being all there. And it's also your presence showing up like you mean it and you have something to say. I think so many people complain they haven't re- reached their goal yet or achieved the thing yet. But I, I'm like, you, you show up like you don't mean it. I don't even believe you want the thing you say you want. You don't sound <laughs> <it's not> exactly <laughs> right. like really, and And maybe it's true. That's because you, you don't really want it. Um, like the people who say they want to write a book They don't really want to write a book they want the platform that they think will come from writing the book so and that leads me into another p that i'll get to which is your purpose but the second p is patience and this is illustrated by Mm -hmm. something i saw 20 years ago while watching the grammy awards when country singer shelby lynn won best new artist and she said Mm -hmm. it only took me 13 years and six albums to get here I will never forget that it's the only speech I've ever remembered from every award show because I didn't even know her. Mm -hmm. I thought it was because she just started playing music last year because it's best new artist, but we forget (laughs) how much work goes in behind the scenes before we reach the goal and to really honor that journey and process because you're, you're building the inner musculature to be the person who can handle the success or who's really going Mm -hmm. to appreciate it when you get it. So Keep putting one foot in front of the other. You know, patience stems from the Latin word for suffering. So we do suffer a bit while we're waiting for the thing that we want. but keep going and really trust the process and trust in that divine timing and and trust that as long as you're putting in the work, your time will come.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, The
2: next next P is that purpose. This is your why, why is this important to you? Why right now? The days you wanna throw in the towel, you can't do it for yourself, do it for your family or your organization or a cause greater than yourself. (laughs) Preparation is the next P. When we're prepared, we're, we're creating better behaviors that lead to better habits that lead to improved results that boosts our confidence. Mm-hmm. The fifth is practice. And I think there's this notion that once we reach a certain level, we can just dial it in. But I, I think of Tom Brady who, you know, we're the same age and he's still winning Super Bowls and it's not, <laughs> it's because he trains and practices harder than anyone, not because he's the worst, but because he's the best. So honoring that goal with with putting in the practice, putting in the reps. You know, as I like to say, you can't just show up at the gym in your cute outfit and expect your personal <laughs> trainer to do all the push-ups for you. You have that's to do right, the work. Right. But then the great thing about right. that is like then you get to experience the results. And you know, I've come up with two bonus P's. One of them is pause that we've already talked about, which I love. And then the next one is person as in be a person. And as someone who has struggled with perfectionism and this obsession with performance, my speaking coach, Eduardo always says to me, just be a freaking person. And and what that means <laughs> is, you know, our authenticity and our relatability. And, you know, we stumble like, a, you know, I'll stumble over my words and be like, oh, it wasn't perfect. It wasn't a great performance, but I was relatable because I'm a person and People all yeah. over their words sometimes. So, exactly.
1: So true. <laughs> was it, was I always ask people, um, I, ha- I have one of my listeners who always says, ask uh, your guests how they did this. So, I'm just wondering with this book, was it a difficult process? Was it an easy process? What was the process for you in writing this beautiful book, The
2: Full Spirit Workout? Thank you. I love this question because, again, I think there's this notion that, you know, you just show it up and it's written. Um, for me, I, I i have been a journalist my my whole life and I've been writing for several publications for years. And so a book was just the the next natural progression. But how I did it was I have and had a very strong why, which are Sam and Roth, the two men who I lost to suicide, who I dedicated the book to and, and to all people who struggle with mental illness, which, as I've discovered, is everyone. And so Mm -hmm. my strong why kept me going. On the days and moments, it was really hard. I I was able to write this book because I'm extremely disciplined because I was a swimmer for 17 years, which is a, any athlete, (laughs) but swimming, you have to be incredibly disciplined and dedicated because quite frankly, who wants to get up at 4am and and dive into a cold pool and swim doubles for years (laughs) and be in chlorine all the time and, you know, be be training while everyone's partying or on spring break. And so the discipline, but, and I'm a writer. I think it's interesting, too, when people are like, well, how'd you write a book? I'm like, well, I am a writer, so I'm a professional writer. And I like to write, and it's, it's what I do. But anyone who wants to write a book or do a film or any creative project, I think you can agree. Or if you're feeling stuck... Get really clear on your why and and tune into that, and that will keep you going. And maybe the reason you haven't done it is because it isn't a priority, or maybe you don't really want to do it, and maybe you want to express yourself in a different way. But I say, don't beat yourself up because when the time is right, when it is that divine timing, I promise you it will just flow and you will be on your way. If you feel like you have to force or control, probably not the right time or, or even the right project, and just that's when you you know do that behind the scenes time of the sit and stare and and really spend the time there to um, really get clear and then when the time is right, I promise you it it will flow
1: would you sit at your desk for five hours at a time or just when the inspiration hit? did you have that discipline as a swimmer of seventeen years to sit at your desk every single day
2: another great, I love these questions. So what I did, I was on a very tight turnaround because I had just finished my master's degree. And I, at that time I had four and a half months till the main, like, you know, 80, 90 third, uh, 80, 90 word thousand word was due. Mm-hmm. And so I was smart enough to book myself a two week writing retreat in the Berkshires and, and Massachusetts nice. in Massachusetts Lake. And it was beautiful. And I didn't know it when I booked it, that that would be the second and third week of a global lockdown. That was isolation on top of isolation. It was right into COVID. And so it was the challenge of doing that. But for me, I'm like, you know what, you're spending all this money to be here and write. So you need to sit down and write. I think a great tip, at least for me, is to create a ritual around your writing. So I had the candles, I had the incense, I had all the drinks, you know, the water, the sparkling water, the juice, the you know, green drink, the protein, I would set up a whole thing. Of course, you know, I was in a beautiful space, but it was just that routine. And when I'm like, Oh, I'm stuck on writing right now, I would do research because research inspires you. And you're like, "Ooh, that's interesting. And you conclude mm. that research in your project, and then write about it. And then what does that personally mean for you? And then write a personal story around that. So yeah, I kicked it off where I I wrote a ton in those first two weeks, but then I was on a roll and give yourself a deadline. I do that with clients too, who aren't writing books, but when they tell me their goals, I say, by when do you want to do this? Can you put this in your calendar now? When we mark off the time in our calendar, then we just, we just do it. And maybe you're right. You're, you're marking off those five hours a day to write. And you're like, all I've got today is an hour. Great. Do some research go for a walk. I wouldn't put myself on that strict of a thing where you must sit down and write for five hours. I don't, I don't do well with rules (laughs) in that way. Um, So I really did give myself that space and freedom.
1: Oh, a, I, I'm so grateful for, for your answer for, for our listeners. And, and even for myself, I've actually written two books and I'm working on a third book that's been a little harder to do because I'm so busy, but you're so uh, inspiring and motivating that uh, I, I'm so grateful for, for this, for all of us. What is the main take-home message, Kate, that you want to leave people with in this beautiful book, The Full Spirit Workout? If you had to just say briefly, the main thing you want people to get from this?
2: I want people to understand, remember, or even hear or experience the first time that you are so powerful, you can do whatever you decide is important enough. Um, it's not quite midnight yet, but it's about 1147 and, and we're really reaching that breaking point of let's go guys i mean you have so many gifts you have so many strengths that you are denying not just yourself but the world and mm-hmm. as i say to my friend justin who's an incredibly talented photographer but will be filled with self-doubt and negativity at times which i say with love because we've all been there but sometimes you know especially with the best friend you do what we call in coaching which is honest labeling i'm like Okay, you can't do it for you then you do it for me you do it for <laughs> all the people who need these photos to get the job to get the career to feel yes. good about themselves and think of like think of your favorite artists entertainers athletes your hair can you imagine if they're like i don't i don't think i'm very good i'm not going to do this you're <laughs> denying the world of your gifts and and okay. i just i believe in people so much that that you hear how passionate i am because I am quite frankly, so tired of the negativity and self-doubt and excuses. And I recognize it because I've been there too, but let's go guys. Let's, Mm -hmm. let's go.
1: Absolutely. This is our time to do it. The time is now. And I think this pandemic actually has, has almost forced us all to become more creative and to just go for it and to just do that thing, do that dream, or at least begin it now. What is bliss for Kate Ekman?
2: Mm. Wow. What? A, <laughs> oh, I'd love um, what we're doing right now. My favorite thing in the world is to have a deep, meaningful conversation and to connect in a fulfilling, profound way with another person. So bliss to me is connection.
1: Lovely. I I feel the same way and I I really enjoyed speaking with you. Kate, what is the best way for people to contact you and connect with you on social media and of course to get a copy of The Full Spirit Workout?
2: Yes, so you can go to thefullspiritworkout.com. It's everywhere books are sold and online, but all the links and more information is there. You can find me at Kate Ekman, dot TV. All my social media links are there as well please take advantage of those free meditations that I've recorded for you from the book, they'll really take you on a journey of self discovery. And I just hope to connect with you, please tell me you, you found me here. I think it's so important to build that um, collabor- collaborative, creative um, place of connection and community online, because there's certainly enough of, of the other stuff. So let's really be a place to uplift and energize each other and, and really start achieving our goals together.
1: I have to tell you, I think you're terrific, and you're also a wonderful executive coach. And I can see why leaders and heads of companies would just love your energy and your um, just your honesty. You're you're very authentic and very real, and um, you know, and uh, you talk the talk and walk the walk. So it's just great. I want to thank you so much, Kate Ekman, for being on the show today. And I want to remind listeners they can check out Kate's wonderful book, The Full Spirit Workout, everywhere Amazon and everywhere the books are sold, and also on our website, Finding Your Blue com slash shop we're going to go on a short commercial break more of finding your bliss when we come back back in a moment
0: finding your bliss is brought to you by create canada's leading fertility center for over 25 years create is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children create is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together.
1: We are back, and this is Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio, AM 740, FM 96.7. And we're now joined by one of our favorite return guests, Canadian country rock artist, Susie Corey. And she is our featured artist this week with her brand new single, Woo, woo! Congratulations, called Gotta Feeling.
3: Thank you very Loving much. Loving it. It <laughs> was a pleasure being with you, Judy. It's always
1: so nice to have you on the program, and um, Susie's story is fascinating. You can always go back and listen to the original podcast, but it began in Beirut when she was eight months old. Her parents moved the family to Toronto, and music has really always been a part of Susie's life. Her mom is a devoted fan of country music, would always play classic country, and Corey found herself singing along by her teams. She became exposed to hard rock, most notably Guns N' Roses, and she was actually ma- able to meet her idol and inspiration, Axel Rose, who would further ignite her passion for songwriting and performing. And she began writing and recording her first EP spellcasting in 2017. She ended up seated beside, she was sitting beside legend Billy Ray Cyrus on a flight to LA, and following a lengthy conversation, Billy Ray was in pressed and asked Susie to send him some music and she did and it worked out very well. Since then, Susie's released a multitude of singles. Her music has received radio airplay all across Canada, the US, Netherlands, UK, the Middle East, Brazil and New Zealand. In addition to the music, Corey has been on music conference panels, published articles on how to make it in the music industry and she's also a very inspirational, motivational speaker. Susie, welcome back to Finding Your Bliss.
3: Thank you very much, Judy. Wow, what an intro.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's so great to see you. And congratulations on a fabulous new song. You just released a fabulous new single called Got a Feeling. And you've also got a music video out that's a real hoot. I just love it. You got to check that out as well. Can you tell us more about the song and what inspired you to write it?
3: Sure. It actually came to me last year. And, you know, it's funny, I feel everything is timing. And although it took so long for me to to be able to go to LA where I work with my producer to record it, you know, we just finished it up and then I came back and released it now. But I feel the timing is just perfect because, you know, we've been through a rough year or so. And I think people really needed to lighten up a little. And I felt this was really the time to put out a song like this. You know, you and I talked off the record about that, the whole thing about putting positivity out there, which your show clearly does. And I love you for that. And I just think that this song is at the right time right now, what people need. And of course the music video is another story, you know, with the humor in there is something else.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And you've got to see it. I almost don't want to give it away too much, but I will say there's a character named Johnny Toronto. Can you tell us a little bit, give us a sneak peek about Johnny Toronto and the reaction you've received from having him around?
3: Well, you know, it's funny because it started just as a concept for the video. When I talked to um, my friends at uh, Roadhouse Productions about the video concept, they said, do you have an idea? And I said, yeah, I'd really like to do something out of character, super funny, just to lighten people up a little bit, you know? And so we've been under lockdown forever, it seems. And I thought, how funny would it be to have this boyfriend that I, you know, order through Amazon? And because it relate, it's relatable to what's going on right now. And then this whole TikTok phenomenon that I decide I want to be a TikTok star with this guy. You know, him and I are going to blow up on TikTok. And so that's basically, you know, in a nutshell what it's all about. But after we finished doing the video, I realized how funny would it be for me to just walk around with him? And, you know, what better promotional tool than to go out there and sell it in person? Because who is going to forget seeing you with a blow up doll, you know, in downtown Toronto?
1: (laughs) Is he in this room with you right now?
3: he is. Can I bring him
1: in for a sec? Absolutely. Let's there bring him is. on. <laughs> is. Hi, Johnny. Johnny Toronto is a blow up doll. You have to see the, the full video to really get the, the full impact of Johnny Toronto. But um, how can people see the video?
3: Um, so it's available on YouTube or through my website, www.susiecory.com. And uh, yeah, it's it's a hoot. So I suggest wearing some adult underpants if you're going to watch it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, what always strikes me about you, Susie, is that you're always younger than you are. Your attitude and your desire to keep recreating and even in what's been a very challenging year and a half, your feel good. That's why I just thought you'd be perfect for this show because you have such great feel good energy and your music reflects that as well. And I interviewed Joan London on the show recently, and we talked about the question, when you close your eyes, what age do you feel in your mind and in your heart? Not your chronology, but the age you feel when you close your eyes. What would yours be?
3: I just have to go back for a second. When I saw that you were interviewing Joan London, I was like, wow, (laughs) that's pretty (laughs) incredible. Very cool. So, um, but back to your question. I mean, I think I've always felt, sounds silly, but 15, and I feel like I never grew up from that. Because that's really when I decided I wanted to do music and pursue that. And although I went a different path in life, which I have no regrets about, you know, because I followed a second passion, which was travel and working in the airline industry, and I ended up having kids. And so, you know, it's really cool now that I have teenagers, and I'm still being able to live out my passion. And I tell people, you know, when you do what you're passionate about, and what it's not even just passion, it's what you were put on this earth to do. And it's not necessarily to be a singer or to be a performer. I know that's my way of bringing joy to people. We all have, you know, in the end, our end result or what you're trying to get is bring pleasure to people and bring happiness to people. However path you have to achieve that, like you through your show, right? I'm going to keep coming back to that because I did tell you. I think it's phenomenal when I see people who use their power and their fame and, you know, whatever they're using as a vehicle to put positivity into the world. And I, you know, I see your posts all the time. And I just think I love it. I really, really love and it because Jesus. that's what we need more of.
1: Well, I think you and I are very like minded people. And I think we're both kind of doing some similar work in the world. I love this song. Let's have a listen to got of Feeling." Due to international copyright law, podcasts are unable to include music. Music can only be played on the live radio broadcast. Finding Your Bliss airs every Saturday at 1 p.m. If you'd like to hear this artist's music, you can find the link to our Finding Your Bliss SoundCloud in the episode description. Woo! That was great! Can we get some applause in the house? That was fantastic. I love it. It really (laughs) does give you a good feeling. It's just so catchy and so great. Congratulations, Susie! What a great song. I love it. I love it. Just so fantastic. So, tell us what is what's been the reaction to this, and what's coming up for you?
3: Well, you know, it's really incredible, and I can't say you know I'm going to sound cocky saying it was expected, but I knew that that's what people needed and wanted because you know before putting it out, I sent it out to a few industry people and even people who are pretty you know. Um, I don't know what the word is for it, but you know they've seen everything and they were like, this is great. you're on to something here. And so you know to hear that from industry uh, music people was really you know it wasn't just friends of mine, so I thought that was pretty cool. And now that I've put it out there to see that people are you know just saying this is so funny because me and the uh, you know production team for the music video, Roadhouse Productions, um, they were saying this could either come off as really tacky <laughs> or really <laughs> funny. And thank goodness it's gone to the funny side. It is. It's just, But
1: the song itself, like in addition to that great video, the song is fabulous. So congrats, congrats, congrats. Way to go. What is bliss for Susie Corey these days?
3: It is every day that I'm alive. And, you know, I know that sounds so general, but it, it really boils down to that. You know, if you can just understand how precious life is and how important it is that every day that you're alive, do something that challenges you, do something that makes you happy, do, you know, be good to people, love people. All of that comes back to you. And that's really what creates bliss. And I think, you know, we put importance on things that are not really so important because we're not seeing clearly. But once you have clarity and you're following, again, it comes back to knowing what you're here on this earth to do. And if you follow that and trust in it, you know, because a lot of people will be like, oh, well, financially and whatever. I mean, I had a little help because I was kicked out of my job last year. <laughs> I was in the airlines and, you know, we were a lot of us were like, go. And I remember it being the best day of my life because I said, that's it. There's no more plan B. You know, I'm all in now, both feet in and I'm so happy.
1: That's so good. Well, we're, we're the lucky uh, uh, beneficiaries of that because we get to enjoy your fabulous music and we're so proud of you. And, you know, you're always welcome on this show, come back with the next one. And uh, I'm really, uh, this song is going to go serious places. It's fabulous. Congratulations. How can people get in touch with you? Listen to the song, listen to your music and follow you on social media.
3: I'm available on all the streaming services. So whatever you use to listen to streaming music. And of course, the easiest way is through my website. So if you go to com, everything is there. Plus you can leave me a message too. So that's kind of cool.
1: That's fantastic. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Susie. It was so great to see you again. And I'm so glad we glad that we got to hear that song and to and- <laughs> actually show everyone the video, at least uh, on Instagram, guys, look at the Bliss Minute and go to YouTube, Susie Corey, and you're going to have a good laugh and, uh, and just feel good. That's what it's all about. Let's just feel good. We're coming out of the pandemic. Life is looking rosy again, and it's fabulous. And uh, just so happy. So thank you so much again, Susie, for being here. And congrats again. Each week we spotlight a singer, songwriter, and musician on the show. If you're a singer, please write to us at music at com. If you're an author, artist, writer... Or anyone who has found and is following their bliss, like Susie Corey, who's an artist that's been on our show a number of times because we just love her on this program. We'd love to hear from you. You can write to us at FYB at FindingYourBliss.com. We also encourage you to visit us at Finding Your Bliss Magazine. And, of course, you can also just visit us on Instagram and Facebook at The Bliss Minute. I would like to thank my guests, Kate Ekman and Susie Corey for being on the show today. And of course, a big thank you to our sponsor, the Create Fertility Center, our crew and everyone here at Zoomer. This show has been recorded by Squadcast. We're going to close out the show with a short quote from Kate Ekman's beautiful book, The Full Spirit Workout. And it's called Mantra, A Spirit of Confidence. A spirit of confidence will change your life. It will change the way you see yourself. It will change the way you relate to others. It will change the way you move in the world. It will change everything. And it takes a spirit of confidence to have the tough conversation, to make the sale, to create the vision, to let go, or to go big. It takes a spirit of confidence to find your voice, to love your reflection, to follow your dreams to get out of your own way. And sometimes it takes a confident spirit to help coach you along the way. For everyone here, I'm Judy Liebrach, reminding you all to take one step closer to finding your bliss.
0: This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.